Hey guys, welcome to Manchat. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. I host this podcast with two of my closest friends. Up first is five, three, and three quarters, John. Listen, Ben's an idiot. In spite of that, you're still going to love the show. So go ahead and hit the like, share, and subscribe buttons. All right, that was a little rude. Danny, what you got to say? Hey, do me a favor. Don't refer to me as your friend. Hit the intro. Yo, what are you doing right now? The big V. Look, man. All right, man. Let's just jump right into this shit. <laughs> so, uh, I made my wife wake so, up and drive me there anyway. You, <laughs> Is it major? What's that going so? What's that going on? ¿Qué pasó, papá? ¿Cómo estás? Any questions? Now, when you bought that sweater, right? You just go, fuck it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going full Mr. Rogers. You've tuned into the Match at a Podcast. Alright, man, look. We don't often do bonus episodes. We don't often just do pods other than the days we're scheduled. But some crazy news dropped today that I thought was interesting that encompasses kind of like what we always talk about, right? Uh, be it race, sports, just opinions about most of the shit that we find interesting. And a uh, consensus was Danny couldn't come on the show. I mean, family, family's priority. And shout out to him. Kind of was kind of was last minute. And he's got young kids, so can't mm-hmm. knock him so thank you so much for getting on the pod, man. I know it was like a last minute thing. You also have some family stuff, but you know what I'm saying? We scheduled it together. So yeah, man, it's a crazy day, bro. Like, I don't even know where to start, man. Like, it's so much that happened in the last couple hours. Like, where do you want to even begin with this shit? Let me tell you first that when you sent me those messages on WhatsApp, I believe I was getting ready to take my son to a concert um mm-hmm. recital i guess for orchestra and uh immediately i knew that you wanted to do a pod like i just knew it and i was like yeah, I mean, you know we weren't planning yet. on doing it and today we initially we talked about doing just a regular podcast today and yep. and i said no i can't make it uh just i got things going on with the family but once you sent me those those tweets and the, the story i said all right we're gonna we're gonna make some time Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I'm not surprised because when did Miami let him go? Two weeks ago? Yes. Week and a half? Yeah, about 10 days Stephen ago. Ross, Stephen Ross, that whole Miami um, organization, they've been shit-talking this dude mm-hmm. for the entire time. Yep. And he has said not a word. And I'm thinking either he's about to drop something crazy on these guys and they're trying mm. to defame him ahead of time. They're trying to just destroy his reputation when he drops something. Mm-hmm. Or this guy, I was giving him credit. Like, you know what? He's 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 going to take the high road and he's just going to go on and move on to the next job. Either way, I mean, it wasn't looking good for the Dolphins. <laughs> you know what I mean? But now mm-hmm. we come to find out, and we're going to get into the story because you definitely have more time to read it than I have, that it's not just the Dolphins. This is, you know, he's, it, it's a, we know it's a, a, a league-wide issue. Yes, uh, but some of these allegations are are mind blowing. Not surprising, yes. but the fact that you know they're they're making their way to the light. Yeah, like what what I found, uh, I hadn't. John, I'll, I'll be honest, bro. This is why, like, I'm so thankful that like we do a podcast together, and then and we added that because like I hadn't even thought of the fact that they were preemptively striking against Brian Flores. Like I hadn't even registered that as a thing, bro. Like to keep it a hundred with you like 
I was like, oh, like they were because it was like I remember during the season it was like the whole tour issue, and it was like, oh, well, Stephen Ross that had a problem with him, and then right after they fired him, it was like, oh no, Stephen Ross wanted wanted to test Tua a bunch of times for all his alleged body changing and all this shit because you know he's a professional athlete that works out and has a trainer like he has a right. he has a, he has he makes money like his his body changing is totally different than like a fifty year old man's body changing like Tua's still a growing kid, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like so it's very so it's like all these weird little weird little things coming out about him. And I hadn't even put, until you said that, I was like, that's a hell of a coincidence, right? That's either one, a hell of a coincidence, or they were already trying to destroy his his reputation, right? Which is why he's the only coach uh, that was that was uh, interviewing for other jobs that had a winning record, right? I think, I think he's like right at 50%, right? I think he's like 49% total winning percentage. The last two years was like 10 and 6 and 10 and 7 with a hurt quarterback and a quarterback carousel last year. Yeah, 10 and 7 no this year while line. losing yeah, no offensive line and losing Tua for like seven games. So and putting that team together, figuring it out. Like that to me is a hot commodity of a coach, right? Like just and take away like the feelings about him and all that stuff. You put that on your resume. It was like, oh this guy's gonna this guy could be a good head coach. You know? Like and then I was like and then all this stuff started coming out. And then I remember Watching like clips of ESPN where they're like they're changing their narrative around Brian Flores, right? right. They're like this whole time we heard it was Stephen Ross with the issue. I guess it was really Brian Flores. You know what I mean? Because you know the Adam Schefters and the and the thank you, Mister Chairman, people of the world, where like oh we we got our we got our our talking points now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the way. I, and it wasn't even again like completely not putting race into it, right? Like I like in that moment I was like, look. I am that person that likes to go, hey, yo, that's right. You know what I mean? I, I do like to do that, right? Oh, like jokingly. Absolutely. That's what you do. Yeah. And I, I do. With that, I was not thinking that at all. 100% not. I was like, oh, that's 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 interesting, right? Because, like, I hadn't you – know he's no longer the Dolphins head coach. Who cares? Mm-hmm. He'll land somewhere, right? Yeah. But then those, those, those stories start coming out, and then this happens, right? With with everything, I was like, holy shit. Like, let's, let's, let's get one thing – Clear the what I, I think he ended his career today. I think he will never be head coach in the NFL because because of it. I I don't know how because you're literally calling the entire league and every owner and every like executive racist, right? Like that's what he's doing with this lawsuit because he's suing the entire NFL, all thirty two owners, yeah, the league, everybody. That's it. Like you can't get you don't get to sue the person you're trying to get hired with and then expect to get hired. He ended his career today. No, I mean, absolutely. Who's who's going to want to hire him? Nobody. Nobody. This is a uh, career ending move. Yeah. Like there and the other thing is college coach colleges aren't going to hire him, right? Because this question, this the same thing that happened when previous uh people take stances, right? That it will always be the questions that get asked in press conferences. Oh, do you think they only hired you because or do you think they didn't interview you because why do you think that that this you know what I mean he'll be what he'll be for the rest of his life is like that guy the media goes to to be like yo you think you're the only hired because he's white huh that's probably what you, the only thing you think you know what I mean like he'll be that guy for the rest of his life so what he did today is one to me crazy right because I and also courageous but insane to me that like at 33 30 he's a young guy like 40. 40, still young in coaching, yeah, right? Yeah, There's seven-year-olds yeah, sure. like, yeah. His career is over. Like, I don't know what hell, what else he does after this. 
That's the one. That's the first thing. And then like more stories started coming out. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, yo, that's it. That's it. This is Colin, Ka- like Colin Kaepernick all over again. You know what I mean? In the sense that like he'll never yeah. get another opportunity. Never. That's it. 40 years old. Your dream, your life is over with. And now, now you got to figure out some other shit. And I mean, what are you going to say that they're that they're blackballing you? Excuse the term, but I mean, yeah. that, what are you? What can you say? You are suing the league and all of the owners. Mm-hmm. Who would want to get involved with you at any point, knowing that that's yep. that's a possibility now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, like the then like first we hear that you know we see the, the headline. Uh, Brian Flores is suing the NFL. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then you read the details of the lawsuit, right? Like him saying that he show, he shows up to an interview in 2019, I guess before he got hired with the Dolphins, the with Broncos the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos interview, them showing up late and them and them showing up like all disheveled and just like blase about it. Look, I I don't think that has me personally, right? Like, and I'm Mr. I, I'm I'm not like yo. I I own the race. Like I own the card of what? What's the? Uh, damn it! The lady. Remember the the joke we made last week? The actual race card. The the Rosa like, Parks NAACP card. Yeah, the the, the the Rosa Parks NAACP card. Like I, I'm not doing that. Like I don't know if they're showing up like that because he's black, right? Like I'm not. I'm not saying that. But if all the stuff that he's claiming in the lawsuit are true. Mm-hmm. I wonder, and I'm just raising the question. I wonder how many of those situations have happened to somebody like a a Matt Rule or a Urban Meyer or a previous non head coach, right? Like, because previous head coaches are different, right? Like a first time head coach is going to be treated very differently mm-hmm. than than uh, than a former head coach, right? Because like you know you're already in the good old boys club and all that shit. But when you put all those things together, right? Like with the text messages from Bill Belichick and all these other things in the lawsuit. Glad you brought that up. Those text messages are before you keep going. Yeah. I mean, those text messages mm. are this is this is like you let's say let's say you're married and you you're texting your girlfriend. Okay. Or you're texting your wife thinking you're texting your girlfriend. Like <laughs> this dude, Bill Belichick yeah. just yeah, he's like, oh no, I was trying to. No, it was the other Brian. That was my other side piece. I was trying to message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like Man, it's. Did, and he tried to play it off too. He goes, interviews on yeah. Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. He goes, got it. I heard from Buffalo, and the New York Giants that you're their guy. Hope it works out for you if you want it to. Mm-hmm. And he says, that's definitely what I want. Hope you're, the, uh, hope you're right, Coach. Thank you. And then he says, Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dabble? Just making sure yeah. <laughs> and then he goes on to say um sorry i fucked this up i double checked yep. and i misread the text i think they are naming yeah. dabble i'm sorry about that and then he's yeah. you know thanks bill but jesus <laughs> what that was a whole string of conversations before he really i mean he didn't realize it it was no, Brian hey, is Brian. are you talking are you talking to the right brian yeah dude like Look, I we had a long text conversation earlier, right before we got on the show, and all that shit. Like, again, like, is I've been part of an interview process where I interviewed and they already knew who they were gonna hire, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've that's happened to me. That's happened to everybody. Like that that's that happened happens. To that's happened to everybody. But 
I just listen. I like everything. I'm I, I actually just have questions, right? Like how oftentimes, and I'm sure that happens to whitehead coaches too, right? Like how oftentimes is a coach with the last two seasons winning record get passed over like that, right? How many times does a head coach with a winning record even get fired? And that article that I sent you from Pro Football Talk, uh, was it Tony Dungy got fired after a winning season in Tampa? Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy from Detroit uh, that was Tony Dungy's offensive coordinator, Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell, winning yep. season, gets fired. Now, Matt Rule from Carolina out here winning five <laughs> games for being a participation trophy at Baylor, just taking his team to the to the big to the was it Big Twelve championship, not winning it, yeah. just showing up and losing, yeah. right? So like probably Oklahoma, and still out here get, get collecting paychecks. Yeah. Like the league out here firing the the brains behind the offense. Who is it that he? That he they Joe, Brady. Joe Brady. Joe Brady. The, yeah. Mister Joe. Miss Joe Brady built. You know, not built, but helped Joe Burrow because he was the passing game coordinator at LSU. Right. Like blaming everybody else. Look, yeah. at the end of the day, we we know the the the, the NFL is seventy percent black, right? Well, I'm curious. Like I'm always and I. It's weird to me how NFL players have, let's say, but let's say when Ed Reed hung it up, was probably 36, 37 years old, probably you know, yeah. I mean, like around that age, maybe thirty, whatever, right? So he had, let's say, he played football since he was five or six, had yeah. twenty eight years of experience. Say he was the best safety in the league. I got thinking he he's only had one like assistant coach job when he was like a safeties coach. At, at Buffalo. And I'm not saying that maybe he didn't want those jobs. Like maybe he didn't right. want to be a head coach and all those things. But the fact that there isn't more of those guys that have, that were hall of fame greats that eventually become coaches, the coordinators or head coaches, but it's more oftentimes than not the guy who didn't play. I'm look, I'm just, I don't put stock into that, into that because first of all, Look at the coaches, great coaches. Not all of them played, and if they played, they never yeah. really played at a high Hall of Fame level. Correct. Yeah. Right. Jordan, these these great athletes, whether it's basketball, oh, no. Jordan, yeah, Jordan is the example of like of how to be a failure of a great, right? Like because he's a terrible owner. Well, I'm just saying, like you you have this innate ability that not everyone else has. Right. And so, yeah, that coupled with the fact that you're probably never going to outwork him in practice either. Um, True. It's, you're it's, never gonna see you that. can't teach yeah. that you can't coach that the, the talent that you're born with right you can work as hard as him but if you don't have that natural ability you can't teach that and some of these greats they 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 don't know how to teach greatness that they're born with how do you teach that but people that never played they can understand the x's and o's or, or strategy or how to uh play inside technique because it will mm-hmm. you got to play inside or outside technique because you don't have the speed you got to bump them off to the safety help or whatever it is you're not Dion. you can't just decide to you're not you the know, best turn out, it out there. when you want yeah. to. And so yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't put a lot of stock into, well, you know, great coach. Why aren't, don't we see more Hall of Famers? And of course, in football, a lot of it, it is 70% black. So most of the Hall of Famers are going to be black. Uh, right. But I don't put stock in why don't we have these great Hall of Famers. It's it's weird. In, and, and you're right. Head coaching positions. And you're right, because most of the times it's like the average linebacker that ends up being a better coach. And you know what Who's I mean? That like Rabel? that. Yeah, Vrabel, exactly. Like, look at that, like perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Vrabel also like coached at Ohio State. Like he did his thing. I don't know how. 
like it's almost like suing for defamation, right? Like I don't know how Brian Flores wins something like this, and I don't understand. Like he has to have like for him to sue, it can't be it can't be just off a of feeling, right? It can't be no, like no. I, it has to be like I weighed the analytics. And it said for me to go on, go to go for it on fourth and three. You know what I mean? Like Giants head coach. Yeah, you like that? That's I had to bring that full circle. Shout out to him getting fired. But like he looked at stuff and, and got more information than just some text from Bill Belichick to think and to go forward with a with a lawsuit of this magnitude. Look, it just broke. We don't, and you know me, right? Like I don't often like to have a reactionary. Uh, conversation to to some like you know what i mean like to something that just popped off like without the news of it coming out yeah but, uh, you believe that those words coming out of your mouth you really believe that i've tried to be better about it. you are mr reactionary come on i've tried to be better about it at least give me that right like it's i'm a work in progress here man i'm not a finished product this like i'm saying like do something like this i just thought like i was watching youtube earlier and like lebatard was having a conversation with howard bryant and with david samson and yeah. that whole thing like Look, the league doesn't lose, man, and I I don't know what his end game is, but I guess like what we can agree. I, I don't know how you feel about it. Like, what are your thoughts on like on the Rooney Rule, like the NFL's version of affirmative action, right? Because it's not it's not saying that they'll hire black head coaches. It's just saying that they'll interview more black head coaches. There was a reason why that rule was put in, right? Were they not interviewing? Because this is 20-something years ago, I think, now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. I have to look it up. 2003, almost 20 years. Yeah, so there's a reason why that was put in. So does that does that mean, is that a sign of the NFL going, yo, man, like, we should probably at least interview them? Or was yeah, it? The... Go ahead. The, the Rooney Rule, so you asked me what I think. And I think Yeah. What... it was a nice, uh, it was a, I don't think that it's gotten anyone hired. Rooney rule or not, I don't think it's gotten anyone hired because mm-hmm. it was just something that they put in there to give you the appearance of we are looking at a more diverse field at, of coaches that maybe would not have gotten to look at, you know, we would not have looked at before. Right. But it doesn't do anything. It just makes you interview people. But just like the Giants, you know, the Giants acknowledged in this, I think I was looking at the pro football article. Pro football talk, Yeah. Yeah. They acknowledge, or no, it's actually the Bleacher Report article that they had already made their mind up on Dabo, even though before interviewing Flores, but that they yep. were proud of the diverse group of applicants that they that they get out of here. What yep. is that? The Rooney Rule is nothing, nothing except wasting that guy's time. Mm-hmm. It's demeaning, if anything. It doesn't mm-hmm. help. It, I think. Look, I hope that Flores has some ammunition. Obviously, you don't you don't drop this like you said. This is career ending. You don't drop something like this without having something, some some substance, something substantial behind it, right? This, if anything, will bring more change than the Rooney Rule, because this is huge. You're suing the yes. league, and I I have a feeling the Dolphins knew something was coming because how they've been so, defaming him for the last ten days, two weeks. So fucking brilliant, it's just bro. been going, and he drops this now, and I said. It all makes sense. Someone knew something was coming or he like maybe let it slip or said something or whatever. Someone from his team leaked something, but it's just too coincidental that the Dolphins have been kind of defaming him and, and talking crap about him. And he's kept quiet until he dropped it today. Dude, like 
like look you you saw the group chat later right like after you got back from the thing like i had and i'm completely honest right like i had like things that i wanted to say right dude when you said that you took all the wind out of my sails in a way that like it completely made me look at things differently right like which is why i didn't say it in the group chat i was saving fucking it. you're fucking listen <laughs> hey john listen it's fucking genius bro it's fucking genius because it that's the other part that we can go into the dolphin shit now like that's the that's that, to me that's one of the bigger allegations in that in that shit right like like he's he's not saying like they did because I don't remember at any point any other articles I read him saying like oh they treated me they treated me like this because I was black. He's claiming mm -hmm. unprofessional interview practices. He's mm -hmm. claiming uh ill like bullshit ass interviews because you said it right like it's wasting my time. If you already think Brian Dabble's gonna be the guy, motherfucker, I still have to fly to New York to meet you. Like I could have flown to L.A. to go, you know what I mean, or to anywhere right. Houston, flown anywhere else for that interview. I I scheduled you on this. So you're just wasting my fucking time. That's disrespectful to me. That's un that's unprofessional. Uh, you know what I mean? In interview practices. Again, like I don't in him in any of the things he said is like, oh, they did this to me because I was black. But he's what he did brilliantly was like state all the issues that he's had throughout the interview process and bring light to it. Yeah. So that's what's made it more interesting, dude. When you said that shit, I hadn't even thought like I hadn't even registered. About the whole Dolphins preemptively striking against him and the media uh, force feeding that that narrative. That narrative. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at these three bombshells from this Sports Illustrated Instagram uh, screen capture you sent me. You mentioned one already. 2019 Broncos team officials, including John Elway, held a sham interview uh, to appease the Rooney Rule, which is, we, we talked about it, and they showed up late and looking disheveled. And then the next two are. Miami specific. Also that year, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross offered Flores one hundred thousand dollars for each loss to improve the team's draft order, mm -hmm. which he refused. And in twenty twenty, yep. Flores was was pressured by Ross to meet with a prominent free agent quarterback for lunch on a yacht, a violation of league tampering rules, which mm -hmm. Flores said he also refused to do. Yep. Uh, those last two are huge. I mean, league tampering and. With, and the other, the, the first one I mentioned, which we know teams do. I mean, the Sixers did it in the NBA to get yep. high draft picks, but to yep. offer him 100K per loss on top mm -hmm. of whatever he was getting paid to, to throw the season. Yeah. Those are, those are huge, bro. Like those, those are, I, I was talking with my, uh, my father in law earlier, right? Huge Dolphins fan. He's like, dude, whatever gets them to sell the fuck, to sell, to get Steven Ross to sell the Dolphins. Like I'm just like I don't I, care like what it, just so fucking tired of this guy, dude. Like it's again like he brought light to so many different things. And look, our our you know what I mean like our boy like he said like yo maybe the the Broncos are just unprofessional as shit. Okay, I want to know of other like for me right. I want Adam Schefter to text his chairman or email him and ask how many other times did the Broncos show up like that for other coaches. Right, like, is that the standards of practice for the Broncos executives to show up like that? Because that leads to more questions about, uh, what is it like, morale in the business? Are all teams more like the Washington football team, or are they more like whatever model organization is in the NFL? You know what I mean? Like, whatever the fuck that 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 organization is. I don't know. I can't name one. That hasn't had some kind of allegations off the top of my head. Right. So, like, what? 
is that the norm? You know what I'm saying? Is like, and that's I think that's the biggest issue. Like, I think that's what the NFL is really afraid of because to to this point right now, any nothing but John Gruden has come out about that three year long investigation about Washington uh, Washington's team, right? Nothing's come out about that. So it's what are we like? I think that's what they're really upset about is like he put a light on things that they don't want to come out, right? Because any of it is money. Any, but I don't know. What are you gonna say? Yeah, no, and I mean, I, I kept <laughs> Adam Schefter since that Gruden thing broke out, and we saw the emails between mm-hmm. he, uh, him, and uh, Bruce Allen, yeah, Washington, right? The chairman, mm-hmm. his daddy, whatever you want to call yep. him. Yep, yep, yep. How do you believe anything that comes out of his mouth as a, a so-called insider when he's essentially just sending his notes to to a team executive and saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. should we do this, this? or how how yep. can I make it sound better? Tell me what you think." He is a, a journalist, supposedly a reporter, an insider, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. he is, he's got inside information, but he's just a spokesperson for the team or for who he probably has a relationship with other executives yeah. saying, here's what I got. Tell me how I can spin it your way. Yeah. Give me your stamp That's of why... approval. How do you want it? How do you want me to deliver this message? I'll be your spokesperson. That dude is, uh, I mean, I, I have no, I don't want to say respect. I don't know him. But there's, I, I get, I get nothing from him now because whatever he puts out there, it, what, who's delivering that message? Is it news yep. or is it mm-hmm. just something that you, as a spokesperson for that team, are delivering? Yeah, like every every time I follow him on my personal Twitter, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Ben from Manchester, you know what I'm saying? Give it a holler, give it a follow. Um, every time he tweets something, I was like, yo, who'd you get this from? Like every time, any tweet, it doesn't matter. I was like, yo, who who okayed this tweet? Was it was it the chairman? Was it the executive? Was it was it the actual owner? Because that's he's the voice of power, right? Like he's the spokesperson, he's the PR person for owners. Like that's how I see him. Right. Like that's why yeah, I will I see now. I, yeah, that's how I always rock for the for the rest of forever. I'll always rock with Jay Glazer. I mean, that's my guy, especially after that Levitard interview. Yeah. It was um, amazing. Look, man, like I don't the thing I gotta I came away with from this from this whole Brian Flores thing is that dude at 40 years old ended his career and I could see very quickly how people are gonna are gonna turn to speak on the power of the NFL like oh the NFL can't be you know what I mean like they'll always speak to the power of the establishment yeah instead of being like maybe there's something here to look at you know what I mean like we're like where it's almost like don't make me uncomfortable on Sundays don't make me think about this don't make me think about how the fact that 99% of the coaches are white. You know what I mean? Like, there's one black head coach in the NFL, one black GM. That's it. I don't even know who they are. Uh, Mike Tomlin for Tomlin Pittsburgh. For, is it Ozzy Newsom? Is, is he still there? No, no, he retired. No, he retired. He retired a few years ago. No, Chris Greer, that that's the GM for the Dolphins. That's it. So you're saying out of... Every personnel person, every everything, all of it, every single position that's possible, not one, like, not, or not. I mean, we can't get a, th- uh, but we can't let, get a third. Give you, can't get I a mean, third. But I mean, you hire- if we if we go off what I said earlier, I mean, most people in the NFL, seventy percent of the NFL is black, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, most coaches end up being the ones that are less athletic, the ones that had to mm-hmm. uh, rely more yeah. on on um, strategy or maybe having to figure something out where they had to 
make the game work for them because they didn't have the athleticism, the natural talent or ability. Uh, and so that's why those guys are better yeah, but- at spotting talent, better at coaching. I'm not – look – because these white guys just aren't athletic enough, but they're good to see who the good athletes are <laughs> and right, to coach right, right. those athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think, but, I mean, I, this I is a sensitive we... issue, but, but, you know, I, I don't no, know yeah. the answer. But I'll say, like, I'll say this, like, I think, I, I understand what you're saying, and I don't, I don't think you're, I think you're right with what you're saying in, in a way, but I think, like, we also got to think of, like, the players that had their career shortened that, you know what I mean, that could have, that could have been some with 70% black, like there's, and I'm not saying because they played in the NFL, they need a head coaching job. Like that's not, that's not what happens. But like how many times have we seen unproven college coach get ahead? Like there's every only 32 year. positions every, every year. year, every single year. How many, like you're so like the, the guy from Stanford to me had always the one that replaced Harbaugh, right? To me would have always, always made a good, a great college, a great pro coach. Just always had that kind of disposition. Like, he mm-hmm. takes Stanford. Uh, these are not people who are going to make the NFL 99% of the time. They're going to be lawyers, doctors. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a prominent Ivy League university. He makes that team credible every year. He also had Harbaugh, Andrew Luck for yeah, a couple no, of no, years. No, Andrew Luck was with, with Harbaugh. Uh, I don't think so. I don't, was he? I, I could I be wrong. I could be wrong. It was, uh, maybe but, it was a transition, but yeah. But I'm saying, like, he still puts out a great winning product. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Harbaugh did the same thing with that team. Got a head coaching job. You know, I'm not going one to one, but he, but Harbaugh was a played in the NFL. You know what I mean? Was a serviceable quarterback. And like I'm just saying, like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's one to one, right? That's that's delegitimizing all the hard work that those other coaches have done. I'm just saying, like there's a clear lack of opportunity because the Rooney Rule is just for the interview. There has to like how do how do coaches get fired with a winning record, and how many times has a coach with a winning record been white and gotten fired? No, like, I, look, you know I agree. I, I mentioned those other I, things. I, I don't but know. I one coach is not know. one coach is not representative of right. That's the actual, not empirical. The actual the actual talent and uh, able head coaches out there, or able coach you know able coaches that could become head coaches that just aren't getting the interview or aren't getting hired for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course that reason is according to Brian Flores and according to a lot of people and, you know, like systemic racism. Troy right? Vincent. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Racism. Yeah. Well, Troy Vincent was the executive of the NFL PA, I think. And he was uh-huh. in the pro football talk one where he was, where he mentioned it was like, look, there's all these, there's all these set opportunities that we just don't get. Like, where you yeah. lose your job, you might not you might not ever get another one. Like I can't like off the top of my head, right? And I'm just going off of obviously a person that doesn't watch the NFL as much, but just like kind of has a, a superficial view of it where like I could kind of remember each coach for each team. I can't remember a black head coach that was hired somewhere, maybe a Dennis Green, like that lost his job and I don't like and then like found another one. Yeah, he like, went what, from Minnesota to Arizona. Yeah, or was it yeah. Uh, like so? Like I'm saying, like yes, the NFL has black head coaches, but like how often has like that black head coach gotten that gotten a second opportunity when like Norv Turner was 175 years old? Yeah, and you know what I mean, and like kept like that's when that's like those are the things that I have questions about, and we'll never know, right? Like the NFL will never release those documents. Like that's not what they do; they're a private business. 
and the commissioner works for the owners. They're never going to do something to purposely make themselves look bad. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I just got questions, bro. Like, and I genuinely don't know. And we'll follow this up on a, on a future podcast and be like, okay, look, these are the, these are the times that a black head coach got a second chance. Okay, cool. Now I know. Like I was wrong earlier about the Eric Bieniemy thing. He's done every interview. Coach is yeah. one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL. Can't get a head coaching job. But somehow the wide receivers coach from New England gets a head coaching job. I don't know any wide receiver from New England that's a baller. You know what I'm saying? Like, No, those wide know. receivers. Look, that I can tell you. Those wide receivers and New England? are playing in that system in New England. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I joked around Brady being a system quarterback for so long. Right. Um, but they definitely, I mean, who did they have? They had a bunch of guys that were my height running yes. routes and then Randy Moss towards the end of his career. Yeah. No, get get out of here. Like they're no, but I'm not saying that that, that wasn't Joe. That. that wasn't Joe Judge, though. Like I think Joe Judge came way later when they weren't as good when they had like a <laughs> Nikhil Harry. I'm gonna keep okay. shitting on Joe Judge forever, bro. Like he had an 11 minute rant. Fuck that. Like I just I'll never like that guy for a reason that doesn't even matter. Like it's I just mean, look, look at who look at who the the Lions hired Matt Patricia in 2018. Who yep. I mean the Lions or the Lions, but yeah. From, they they went from Jim Caldwell to Matt Patricia to like two coaches. I guess they're interim coaches in in twenty twenty, and mm-hmm. then Dan Campbell. But I mean, that former coach of the Dolphins too for a couple of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I he just would, that's... It, it's I didn't even know that that's that that the only coach and I should have known because you know that that franchise keeps their coaches for a long time. Pittsburgh, funny yeah. enough, funny enough, coincidentally enough, the Rooney, Rooney Rule, Rooney Rule yep. was named after their owner or their their. At least the original Hall of Fame head coach too. Hall of Fame head coach, mm-hmm. and he's the only one in 2022. Yeah, and we have one black head coach and one, one. black or minority executive. Yep. Um, that's weird, right? Like, like yeah. a little, like you know, what I'm saying, like a little bit, like in the former player, Ozzie Newsom was a former tight end. I think a Hall of Fame tight end. If I'm, if correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Like. I'm not saying that every NFL player deserves the job over over a white coach. Look, you have great head coaches. You got the guy from uh, Cincinnati, baller. Uh, the Rams, baller. Sean McVay is going to a second Super Bowl in three years. Yep. Right? In four years. Yeah. You need to get rid of trash-ass Jared Goff. Like, I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying, like, it's, a, it's just a little strange that a league that's surrounded by, you know what I mean? Like, engulfed by, not just the players, former players that – didn't quite make it, didn't have great careers, and all these things that played two, three years like most of their careers are. Not right. a single one of them can get like any of those positions, any of those high level positions. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, that's I just got questions about that. And look, I was thinking about this earlier, and you, you could tell me if I'm wrong, which you always have no problem doing, right? I think to me, I think a lot of the times it, it becomes easier to be comfortable with people who look like you. Right, regardless of race, color, or creed, right? Like, I agree. When you grow up, growing up in Miami, it like we grew up, and I'll, I'll give my own story for this. I always grew up around Cubans, Cubans 90, 95 to 98 percent of it, right? Yeah. And we would make like derogatory comments about other races, right? Like about other nationalities. We just we would, right? And then until you meet those other nationalities, they're like, yo, I'm a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Like until you experience those things. So like when you're in a room and everybody looks like you, it's very easy for me to think that like you're going to have an inherent bias to be like, yo, I just want to hire people that look like me. 
because that's it's easier for me to run my business to hire people that look like me. And maybe I'm wrong. But when you make billions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars every year, you're not going to risk that by high, by making yourself uncomfortable in any of those positions to be like, oh, let me just hire this black guy because the woke culture or or social justice warriors need me to hire him. Now, they're going to be like, now nah, I'm going to hire who I think is the best person. But nine times out of ten, as we see, that person looks just like you or they're your son. I will tell you that, well, that too. I will tell you, look, since we're going by we're talking about race, the definition of race. Or the you know that that made up concept, but since we use race now, right. is a categoriz- categorization of humans based on shared physical or social qualities into groups. So people that look like you, yeah, right. Which is what yeah. not just what the NFL does, what does what what anyone does. Fact. People tend to gravitate gravitate towards people that look like them. Yes. The groups that they hang out in, uh, that's the no- that is the norm. Okay, the exception is people looking for diversity. I like to like go in and hang out with different types of people yep i used i would be the that's only, the army though right they, that's they, would the army. Me, they would call me like they would call me the white dude but i'd be the white dude yeah. with like in in a in a room or a group full of like black people my friends mm-hmm. that that's the army thing that's growing up in miami and the yep. army thing that yep. puts people from all over the country yes. that haven't seen like i remember when i was in basic 2004 and like there was a guy that hadn't seen a Mexican person other than the migrant workers that would come through um, Idaho. Yep. Like, okay, yeah, that's different. Like seeing a migrant mm-hmm. worker is one thing. Seeing like just a, a Mexican American or any just other be, Latino. Just being or, Mexican, not just right? being a it's, migrant it's worker. The, yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's what he associated, uh, I guess, Mexicans or other Hispanics mm-hmm. with just that's, that's all he knew. And, and that's, that's the reality was, for him. Yeah. And that's a reality for him. But, you know, he yeah, he would be uncomfortable around other people that didn't look like him. Uh, not to make an excuse, right? But we that's why we have systemic racism because companies, groups, corporations, whatever, how whatever the size of the group is, yeah, you gravitate to people that look like you, and when you hire people that look like you because that's what you're used to, that's what makes you more comfortable, mm-hmm. that then becomes the culture of the company or yep. the group. Which then becomes systemic racism. Yeah, that's not very easy to do. I mean, like you know what I'm saying. Like that's how yeah. you just. That's how it naturally happens. That's also there's not to say that there are people that are actually bigoted and going out of their way to not hire hire minorities. That 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 is Weird. also a reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other, I think, the thing that plays a major role that maybe you don't talk about as much, which is that the systemic racism is built in because we as humans gravitate towards people that look mm-hmm. like like us. Like yes. That's that's the the reality. That's I mean, you look at look at at north at what is it the northern uh, I was gonna say Slavic countries, but the uh, like Sweden and Norway, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Nordic countries, Nordic countries, the Nordic yeah. countries. They all they all look the same. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? White. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's yeah. No, look, it's and you're right. It's it's not it's not a it's not a specific fault of any one race, right? Like it's just what in like inherently comes natural because that's what makes you comfortable. And right? then like, we have people that are bigoted, which makes it the issue. What makes which makes it the issue when then like yeah, and then how I don't know how often that bigoted person is the owner of, of said franchise, right? Again, like giving the Washington they're, football they're team example. They're, you know, they're in their seventies. They they probably weren't very pro civil rights. Like why is this why is this uh 
you know what I mean? Person sitting at my counter or sitting at my chair, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. had those thoughts growing up, had those thoughts taught in from their parents. Because, again, like, yeah. if you're it's only tough. growing up in 99% people that look like you neighborhoods and you're mm-hmm. only told, like, yo, watch out for them, it just, it's just, to me, it's just an easy thing to understand. Like, I, and you're right, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it in that sense. And you, number two for you, you know what I mean? Like, that it's just, it becomes an inherent, an inherent bias because anything outside of that, like you get the example you gave, you're in basic and the guy you're in basic with had never seen a Mexican person before. You know what I mean? Like that's insane. That wasn't like, a migrant worker. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a migrant worker. Like I had never, not growing up in Miami, you see pretty much everything. Like yeah. I had never seen somebody like talk to somebody with like a Southern accent, right? Like growing up in Miami, you don't really see that. Like we have our own right. specific dialect and accent to it. But like a heavy southern accent from like Alabama was like, what the fuck is he saying? You know what I mean? Like that's the same, like same kind of shit. But it was just like to me, it was different. And mm-hmm. it just, and that to me, the army opened up my eyes in so many ways because I was like, okay, I got exposed to so many different cultures, so many different kinds of people. I had friends. I would drink from, I would drink with people from Iowa, Tennessee, at six o'clock in the morning in Hawaii, and then at night I'd go out to clubs with people from East Saint. You know what I mean? Like. I had the spectrum of friends. Like I never yeah. just one chose one group of people. And that that helped me, man. That that opened up my eyes to understanding what the Tulsa massacre was, understanding why these things are problematic and you know what I'm saying, Christopher Columbus and all that shit before it was like woke culture-ish to be. So there's nothing like there's a fear that comes with diversity to think that oh, this person's going to take mine or this person's going to take, you know what I mean? Like that whole argument of it. And it's just, it's sad to me. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't know how you change it because it's so easy to be comfortable, right? It's so easy to just be with Colombians every day. It's so easy to just be with Cubans every day because it's it's your family. It's who you're always around. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? Dominican, so on and so forth. It's It's just such a natural thing. And then you put that on a grand scale where like that is a business model and that is a system in many different ways to be like, no, there's no such thing as systemic racism to me is ignorant. Inherently, inherently it's built in because that's what we do as people. Yeah. We gravitate, we congregate, and then we hire and and whatever else with those that look like us. That's, that's not. That's not a, a something that I'm picking. That's a fact. That's what we do as human beings. That's how we survived, yep. and mm-hmm. that's what we still do to this day. So that that's not crazy to say that we don't we don't do it now as part of what happens in culture and part of organizations and hiring. That's again the problem is not the inherent uh, bias uh, bias, not the bias, but the inherent uh, like that. What we do naturally as humans to gravitate to those that look like us. But the mm-hmm. problem is when we have people that are bigoted, that are actually, um, you know, they, they have that, they were taught or have that hate in their heart that they right. actually go out of their way to not hire minorities because, or not hire someone because they don't look like them. That's the mm-hmm. issue. Like, naturally, we we are around people, we want to be around people that look like us. That's just a, that's just a fact. And, it, and, and bringing that up, it, it becomes, when you're in a room of let's of just pure whatever like not i was gonna say pure white that would have been weird but like if we're just in a room of like every, all colombians or all cubans right and then that one bigoted person starts saying yo man these these others bro like i don't know like i don't know if they're as smart if they're as talented 
if they're strong yeah. and all these things. And like, and you're in that room, like it's very hard to be that person in the room to be like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what yeah. I mean? Because you're in a group, you're in a tribal setting where you're like, oh, I'm just going to stay quiet and just kind of be okay. You know what I mean? Like, even if you feel it, because it's it's very difficult to, to speak up of in those situations, right? Is because it? you not. No, but I'm saying for, for people, it can be right. Oh, like, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Like, I think because of our, our childhood, right, that we had and our, you know, and our service, it's, it's a lot easier for us to do it because we've seen it, right? Like we were like, yo, man, like you've had, like, I know you had, you've had I'm that one racist, that, you've had that one racist ass E6 that like hated this, like clearly picked on one, that on that one soldier on that one private for like a little bit too much. I'm like, yo man, like, and make little comments. Like you've seen it. Yeah. Like we've yeah. like, like if we saw it in the military, we're like, you literally, we all gave the same oath. You're going to see it across the board. Right. And so when you had that one person and you don't call it out because you're afraid, I got many counselings in my time for, for speaking out against that shit. You know what I mean? Like you have, it's hard to do that though. For, I think for a vast majority of people that for a lot of people, it's just easier to keep the status quo. Right. For a lot of people, it's easier to just be like, let me just go ahead with this group, man, because this is who I'm with Monday through Friday. I don't want to, I don't want to rock the boat. And that's what Brian Flores did to bring him back. Like, that's what Brian Flores yeah. did today. He rocked the fuck out of this fucking Titanic. He was yeah. the iceberg in this shit, son. Man, he, he, yo, that's what, before they even got to the iceberg, he started, I don't know. What black he, ice, he, son? He, he, black he ice. <laughs> He's something. He deployed uh, grenades in the, in the lower mm. sections of the boat before they hit the, before they hit the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> that going to sink before it gets there. Yeah. And but to, uh, it needed to be brought to light. Like these issues needed to be brought to light. His career is over. He won't coach again. That's over. The yeah. NFL. He'll what be are they a he'll, do? They'll he'll settle. Be a martyr. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he'll they be settle. A martyr. Yeah. Sorry, I keep talking over you. Go ahead. No, I They'll said maybe settle. they settle, or you know, I I don't. I have to go back to see NFL cases to see how they what they usually end up doing if they win their cases or they end up settling out of court. But if they settle out of court, I'm sure he's going to be paid handsomely uh, by the league for him to, you know, he'll sign his NDA for him to keep his mouth shut and, you know, never coach again. And uh, I, I I hope that it's more than that. I hope that um, actual change comes because this Rooney rule is bullshit. The Rooney rule mm-hmm. gets people interviewed for what? For a job that they, that some, that's already been given to someone else, but that, yep that you have to interview for because you happen to be black or Hispanic. That's, that's insulting. It is. If we want to hire more minorities, then we need to, we need some real change. And and the Rooney rule is not maybe a step in the right direction, like a, like a baby step, but it's been in place for 20 years and uh, nothing has changed. hasn't really done anything. Nothing's changed. We have less black head coaches now than we did 10 years ago. One. Yeah. We have one. And the NFL came out with the thing saying that all the merits are baseless and, that they're gonna look into this and all this shit. Look, we know what the NFL is gonna do. They're gonna try to. They got their Super Bowl in twelve days. You know what I mean? They're gonna try and push the shit under the under the the rug as quickly as they can, yeah. and make sure to tell ESPN and everybody else to talk. Maybe talk about it for one segment to say you covered it, but don't right. talk about it too much. That's that's what's gonna happen. Like that's that's what's gonna go down, man. And that's just wild, bro. Look, one head coach, one black head coach. And he's a Hall of Fame head coach. That's yes. 
that's the that's the standard, the standard that he had to yeah. set in yeah. order to keep his job. He had yeah. to be a Hall of Fame type head coach. We got people like Matt Patricia coaching, getting coaching the Lions. Yeah. I mean, come on, we got mm-hmm. unproven college coaches, unproven other assistants, mm-hmm. and the one black coach had to be probably the best coach out there. Like he had to be a Hall of Fame coach in mm-hmm. order to be in order to have that job. You know what that's, we should do, like as a follow up, and I, and I think it's yeah, it's fucking wild to think about. I think what we should do as a follow up when we're uh, when we do more research, like because this stirred up a lot of conversation, a lot of thoughts in me. Is we should look at like how many assistant coaches are black, right, in the NFL? Yeah, right, because that's that's who like most of the head coaching pools come from, right? Mm-hmm. To look at how many head coaches are black in the NFL, and how many of them interview, and how many of those. Out of all those interviews, how many of those times, you know, we could do, we could compare resumes, like, like for like, oh, perfect. Look, I'll give you a perfect fucking example, right? It's just uh, the guy that was just a Houston Texans head coach, black guy, David Cully, I think it was, mm-hmm. has been coaching for 45 years or some wild shit since he was Jeez. like a, a GA, right? Coached at every level. It took him till 63 years old to, to get an NFL head coaching job. Right, like co- coached everything at every level, had mm-hmm. no like so he has experience everywhere. O- only job he didn't have was NFL head coaching job. Only had that right. for a year, and then they fired him. Which shout out to him, he got like twenty five mil, so he got he got his paycheck. Yeah, but you know what I mean, like, how, like I don't, I just don't understand all of it. Right, like when you have twenty nine year old head coaches getting hired, you know what I mean, like it just like and again, like Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams. Great head coach. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's done anything. I'm just using his him as an example. Like, why, why aren't there those kind of opportunities or secondary opportunities for other for other colored coach for black coach for black coaches? Like, they don't. I, I'm serious. Like, besides Dennis Green, I cannot think of another head coach that was black that got a second job. Off the top of my head, I literally cannot think of one. I can't. I mean. Marvin Lewis was with Cincinnati for a long time, doing well, a lot he was, of losing. Yeah, doing <laughs> a lot of losing. He was, yeah, nine and seven, eight and eight, five and eleven. He was there for a long time. Look, two yeah. in the same division. I think he had a ten win season. Uh, I think he had like an. Uh, I think he had a twelve win season in Aldi yeah, Dalton's. Yeah. yeah, he. I think he had an 11, eleven or twelve win season. Andy Dalton's like second or third year. Like he's mm-hmm. done his thing. You know what I mean? Like, but again. After he lost that job, I haven't heard of him. I don't even. Till you said his name, I completely forgot him. Yeah, you know who gets a bun? Josh McDaniels, another head coaching job again, again, again. Like I can't think of a second on the res of on the resume of people. I can't think of a second stint as a head coach. Leslie Frazier, maybe. Like I don't even know if he like. I don't. Maybe like I don't. He's a DC. He was a great DC for a bunch of different teams. I don't know if he's gotten a second yeah. head coaching job. I don't know. I don't know. There are twenty five. This this is an article from like October of this past year. Twenty five black coordinators. So that's not mm-hmm. just assistants, but twenty five coordinators. So OC um, or DC? Can yeah combined? Yeah. Uh, plus so twenty five. Yeah. Okay, and how many of them got hired? In this coaching carousel, that's what this, that was this past 
Um, I mean, we know how many got hired, right? Yeah, zero, right? We we still we still have one black head coach. Yeah, yeah. And in order for him to be that black that that, that one minority head coach, he has uh, to be a Hall of Famer at two Super Bowls. Crazy thing is, he's I don't think he's ever had a losing season. No, he came close this year. Yeah, he came close. Eight was it? Eight, eight and one, or nine, eight and one, or some wild shit. Yeah, yeah, something like nine, seven and one. I don't. Know. Sometimes I can't do math. It's just it's. It's just it's just wild, bro. It's just wild. Dude, that that fucking that point about Brian Flores being preemptively attacked was fucking brilliant, man. Like that completely changed the way I thought this pod was gonna go because it op- like it opened up a whole new way of thinking for me. I am not a I don't believe myself to be a narrow minded focused individual. I also got a lot of the rant out in the in the group chat. Yeah. A lot of that was trolling. But like a lot of that was trolling and he gets all sensitive and shit. But it, it was just when you said that shit, it all made sense. It all made sense. Good on you, John. I want to you, read this this Bleacher Report article, or at least a part of it, and then before we, we sign off. Let's so, I know you read the quote from him, right, where he says, God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, yeah. but the need for change is bigger than my personal goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, right there, he essentially, he says, that's it. Like, I know this is ending my career. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me read the next paragraph because this talks about the Dolphins kind of smearing him. Um, okay, we talked about the hundred thousand dollars lo- uh, per loss that he declined. Flores, uh, let me see. Dolphins general manager Chris Greer allegedly informed Flores that Ross was mad for winning games and compromising the tanking effort. The Dolphins ultimately finished five and eleven and picked fifth in the twenty twenty draft. Okay. Ross mm-hmm. also alleged, uh, allegedly attempted to force Flores to engage in tampering with an unnamed prominent quarterback in 2020. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolphins owner allegedly invited Flores to dinner on his yacht. Upon arrival, Flores said he realized uh, that he was, was supposed be to serve. Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to serve as a clandestine meeting between the coach and quarterback. Uh, he said he declined the meeting, which would have uh, constituted a violation of NFL tampering rules. Uh, after the incident, Flor- Mr. Flores was treated with disdain and held out as someone who was non-compliant and difficult mm. to work with. The lawsuit uh, says no. Flores said man. the incident. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're painting mm-hmm. him as. Mm-hmm. And again, like I did, did, that was strange. I mean, the Dolphins are a terrible organization, but I was like, man, they have been really like smearing this guy's name. But what, what, what is little drips every single day hear, for like you hear, the, the, you hear the, the 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 leaks? Oh, he's an asshole. He's, he's this and that. I was like, all right, well, maybe whatever. Anyway, so let me finish reading this. Flores said the incident led to the Dolphins smearing his name through leaked reports of personality conflicts behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Jeff Darlington of ESPN reported January 10th that Flores' relationship with Greer and quarterback Tua uh, Tagovailoa had deteriorated. So, And 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 Darlington is another Schefter-ish uh, person for me, bro. Yeah. Like, he was he was he he worked a long time. He was like a beat reporter for the Dolphins at the Herald. I remember mm-hmm. Darlington for a long time. Like so, he look, man. It's it's very easy uh, for people to uh, what's the word like cozy up to power, right? Because you have they're power give by you what you need. Yeah, they're gonna give you access, and you're always as a reporter in the media in these days. You're gonna cozy up to power because. If you fuck with power, you lose all your 
all your information, you lose your access to power, which is the biggest thing for them. So, yeah, yeah, man, I don't. I just do that. That completely changed my whole thought process, bro. Like, it's more an indictment. It's more of an indictment on the Dolphins organization. And like, I don't know if Stephen Ross has these practices. If this head coach looks like him, I don't. I don't know that, but. His his allegations more to me stem more for a systemic issue in the NFL, and it just it needs to be looked at. But the NFL is gonna do what the NFL wants to do, bro. Like they'll in in about six to eight weeks they'll release a video with Jay Z in a boardroom. Uh, yeah, you know uh, them them laughing again. Them, yeah, BS. them laughing it up and saying, "I will." Yeah, I think Cap should have gone about it a different way. You know what I mean? They'll use somebody some some famous person of color to to distract you and then see how can the nfl be racist they have a black friend and they'll go and they'll go that way and that's just what it is you know what i mean i don't know it's fucking wild bro the man ended his career at 40 like that's it's over it's over it's over. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing else all right john nah, man we'll holler man jesus over at 40 <laughs>